Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one page of Talmud a day. The sugiah, or the issue, at hand today is so meaningful and so weighty that it took not one Talmudic experts, but two. My dear co-host and unorthodox, Stephanie Butnik, hello. Thanks for having me back. And live from Connecticut, Mark, the quarter of Oppenheimer. I am currently holding a Fabrangan with the many Hasidim I am gathering around me in the corduroy court. I, I am sure you do, in your Hasidic court in New Haven. So guys, in Unorthodox, the podcast that we all host together, we frequently get questions from listeners who say, you know, what is it that should really be at the core of my Jewish education? I want to have a Jewish home. I want to teach my kids the basics. But, but what does that even mean? And it just so happens that today's stuff actually raises this question. I want to read you a really, really, really brief segment. Uh, the rabbis are mentioning a concept of am ha'aretz, or loosely translated, an ignoramus, someone who doesn't know uh, anything. And then, of course, in Talmudic fashion, they're trying to figure out, well, what precisely does this mean? And here is a snippet of their debate. The sages taught, who is an ignoramus? Who is an am ha'aretz? One who does not recite Shema in the evening and morning. Rabbi Yoshua says, an Am Ha'aretz is one who does not don phylacteries or tefillin. Ben Azai says, an Am Ha'aretz is one who does not have ritual fringes on his garment. Rabbi Natan says, an Am Ha'aretz is one who does not have a mezuzah on his doorway. Rabbi Natan Bar Yosef says, an Am Ha'aretz is one who has children, but who does not want them to study Torah, so he does not raise them to engage in Torah study etc., 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 and on and on they go, trying to figure out what is it that you need to not do in order to be considered an ignoramus Jewishly. And since you are two of the most esteemed rabbinic scholars I know, what would have been your definition? What would it take to be considered an Amha Aretz these days? Or, or do we do away with this definition altogether? Look, I think we should be bringing ignoramus back into the vernacular, right? Like, I haven't been called an ignoramus in years, um, probably since the Babylonian <laughs> Talmud was written. But I, 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 it is interesting because, yes, it's a judgmental word, but it also, there's sort of a, a level of, of something that they're trying to ascertain here, right? Like, do you do this or not? Or not do this? Like, what is the line at, over which you are a respected member of this faith, essentially? And so instead of ignoramuses, today it feels like we're like, oh, he's not a real Jew, not a good Jew, not a, not good a, Jew. Not a learned Jew, whatever. You know, there's, there's so many ways in which we are saying you only go to temple on two days a year, you're not a real Jew. You converted, you're not. A, I mean, there are so many. It's horrible, right? It's, it's these things that we are, we're still trying to find those lines to define who is and who isn't one of us, right? And we're doing that outside the Jewish world, too. I, I too, think it's a, it's a good word. And of course, I really like, you know, you, you glossed over the, the literal translation right which is like a person of the earth it's like a person who hasn't been civilized a person who hasn't built shelter and joined society right someone who's basically no better than the beasts you know i love beasts but of course the point is to be civilized and when i think about what it is that should get you welcomed into the community right like what the the the, the rabbis are asking who gets to count in a quorum who gets to count in the quorum just to to pray after the meals who gets to count in the quorum uh for the minion um to to do the daily prayer service who gets to count as a member of civilized society i think that it's actually someone who's able to listen 
And, and maybe one, one proxy for that is, are you able to hear when people tell you that you've been wrong? Can you offer apologies? Can you engage in the kind of discourse that enables you to say like, I hear you, I honor what you're saying, I was wrong, and I'll do better in the future. I think that kind of intercourse is about as close as we can get to saying whether someone has been properly civilized and therefore is a good member of the community. How about that? An ignoramus is one who can never admit that they're wrong. I love that. And and yet I, I want to play the the part of Bet Shammai here of, of the hardcore, stringent non-ignoramus. Non-ignoramus faction and say, do we then really not make any requirements and any sort of attempt to engage with learning? I mean, can we say like, okay, it's great to have the passion, it's great to have the desire, but if you really want to be a part of this, whoever you are, you have to go ahead and do something. We don't care what it is, but you know, study something, learn something, do something, because this is a faith that is, or a tradition, or whatever you want to call it, that is predicated in large part on on actions, right? On on actually observing life a certain way, even if you're not kind of all the way in it. Yes, like like I think everyone should watch Shit's Creek, right? Jews and non. I think I, th- I think all Jews should watch Shit's Creek. I, I think I that's concur. really really important. <laughs> look, I think you know if we talk about that, look, read Cynthia Ozick, read Dara Horn. I mean, I think there are so many ways that are actually. In the modern sense, you don't actually have to read. I mean, look, we are here because you're reading the t- every page of the Talmud, but not everyone does that, right? So let's find some other benchmarks for people to feel as though they are learned in Jewish life. And so, you know, we get this question a lot from people who are converting, who say, like, what what are the seminal, like, cultural texts that I should be consuming? And, you know, for a long time, we said Woody Allen movies. I We could still say that. I you know, with we, a little bit, of, that a with little a little bit, bit more problematizing. Right. But you know, what else should we read? Is it Philip Roth? Like, who? What else should we, people be doing? Um, I think that's really good. Another way, another thing I hear you saying, Stephanie, is that you have to have some urge towards self improvement, right? That you can't sit back and kind of smugly say, like, good enough, I'm perfect. Like, right. I don't, I, I don't have to think this. You know, I once had uh, someone I knew who um, told me, like, I'm not fasting this year. I've been really good this year. Like, th- this wow. year I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Wow. I love that person. I was like, geez. Ignoramus like, geez alert. Louise. And um, like that sort of smugness. And this actually was a pretty good person. Like, I definitely can think of worse pre- people I knew, but they were people who at least knew like, yeah, I've I've got some issues, right? This was someone who's basically pretty good, but thought that she was perfect. She had no urge towards self-improvement at all. And that, that I found that rather chilling. It's also weird that they didn't say, you know, I'm not fasting because instead I'm going to do this. Or actually, I don't think, like to say I, that's fundamentally disregards the purpose of the day, which is that we all have areas for improvement. Right. Right. But I do think that now is like the self-improvement era, right? Everyone wants to be getting better. Everyone wants to be searching for wellness, whatever that means. Hashtag self-care, all that stuff. And, you know, I I actually kind of read this discussion by the rabbis as very much in this thread, right? Because you'll note that usually the machloket or or the kind of disagreement between rabbis is is between two very solid interpretations that are each rooted in traditions. Here, they're literally each coming up with a completely different and very personal thing. I think this is kind of what they're saying. They're saying, look, man, we don't really care what it is as long as you do something. And so you see in that disagreement, not that everyone is so stringently in their own path. Because to me, what worries me is that all these single people are saying, you must do this. So then we get a whole group of people, all the disciples of different leaders who are saying, oh, no, no, I wear phylacteries. I I say phylacteries and I wear phylacteries. I'm better than you. And even though you have payus, you've grown payus, you're actually not as righteous as I. I find it, this whole thing, a little more problematic than you do. You take a more generous approach. 
you think it's just an invitation to a hundred different divergent. Well, yeah, the people who are like, well, I watched Succession, so I'm better than you who watched Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. And no, I actually watch Billions. I'm not sure they're saying I'm better. They're saying, I mean, the, the point of the argument is to say, like, what's a standard? And he's saying, well, here's my standard. And someone else saying, here's my standard. And they're in obviously in dialogue around different standards. It seems to me that all of them are fighting against complacency. All of them are saying, like, you're not at liberty to just walk through your day saying, like, yeah, I've got this. I'm good. That that's the attitude that we want to fight against. I like that. That's a, I like that a lot. I think if we could take no other lesson here today from these wise old rabbis, uh, it's precisely this. It's we don't really necessarily care all that much what it is that you do as long as it is something, as long as you're constantly on the path of self-improvement, and as long as you're always asking, what's a new and interesting and meaningful way for me to engage with this tradition? Rav Stephanie Butnick, Corduroy Rav Mark Oppenheimer, thank you very much. I'd like to be the athleisure Rav. <laughs> the athleisure Rav and the Corduroy Rav. <laughs> I would like a sound effect that is the pants of my Corduroy suit rubbing together. <laughs> That is a bridge too far. <laughs> Mark Oppenheimer, Stephanie Batnick, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Goodbye. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.